It's me, Leah D. It's your girl, Tay Tay. Welcome to the South by Central and Halsey. the stop that's not how i started off but we're gonna keep it that way <laughs> welcome back to, <laughs> to the, the stop, stop at central, central and halsey it's me leah d and it's your girl tay tay um we've been going for a minute now we'll be back with the Have jump we off been, we ain't been going well that we long. did an extra we did an extra week you, you didn't yes. instead of two weeks it was three weeks but yeah yeah, yeah. what had happened was life has happened life has happened Taya tried to give me an out, and I didn't take it. I tried to overachieve. I'm glad you named it. Yeah, because I, I did. She did. You, she did. She and I shouldn't took it, but I was like, no. You so know. when you text me, I was just like, I asked this joker you early did. in the week because I was like, I just know like when day before stuff stuff happens, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, Aaliyah's not gonna want to record on Friday. It's Mm-mm. just gonna be too the time constraint. It was the time constraint because like in all honesty. I had planned, so I we didn't record because I had a graduation party last weekend, and we were supposed to record on, we usually record on Fridays, um, and I had friends in from out of town, and I did a great job at planning, so I didn't have to do so many heavy lists, but what happened was, when your friends come out of town, and you're at the Things Airbnb, happen. and you're talking, and you're drinking, and we some good tea was being spilled, it was hard to separate, and I was like, I already, before the good tea got spilled, I already felt like it was going to be tight so i was like and because of where i was it's also where their airbnb was where was it it was in um like the borderline of newark and maplewood or south orange and oh. to get to the studio at friday at six o'clock now that COVID is over because traffic is the traffic back, is different i wasn't gonna make it <laughs> so i was like fine the traffic definitely has picked back up even when i left the house today mm-hmm. and i was just like why is it taking me 20 minutes to get down Elizabeth Avenue? Mm-hmm. i don't understand Mm-mm. so i miss it so I did try to give you an out. You did try to give me an out. Listen to Taya when she says this. <laughs> listen to listen to Taya because I also I felt it. I was just yeah. like, yeah, and if I were work. you, if you were roles were roles were reversed, I would have probably told you to do the same thing. But when yes. you're in it, you think like, oh, I got it. That's before my friends got there. Got right, there. right, right. Yeah. So I was like, I took the easy out. Thank Taya was so graceful and was like, sure, no problem. Fine. So was um, Evan. Shout out to Evan. So at Bricks Lab where we are now. So it all worked out. Um, yeah, I had a graduation party. It was super fun. Folks came in from out of town. It was yeah. also the first time I had been in around my people in all various parts of my life. All together. All together in over two years because mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize it until like well into the party. I was like, I miss this. Like, why does this feel like? Yeah. Why does this feel like great, like better, it's better? It's been a long time. Because it's been a long time since like we sat at a table, nice. we fellowship, we listened to music. I finally got to eat Amber's food. Mo, shout out to Mo Better Choose and Mo Chef Cleaver who came on the show a couple months ago. Tore I hired her um, to cater um, my uh, barbecue because usually I cook at the barbecues. And if you cook at a barbecue or you're cooking you any kind. You can't enjoy yourself. You can't enjoy yourself. And then you damn sure can't enjoy your food because you don't even want to eat anything. <laughs> you don't yes. even want to eat anything. And the food was banging. And I still banging. didn't even eat a lot on the day of the party because I was running around. Remember I said the table was you and Jenny. Yeah. And I had been trying to eat, eat. like four times and never could eat, never could eat. Because when you're a host, you have to, like, talk to people. Not that yes. it was a burden, but, you know, I had to talk and welcome people, and people mm-hmm. were super nice. Um, but it was a very fun day. The food was good. The weather held out because I was trying to pray away the rain. 
Actually, it was hot it as hell. It was hot. It was hotter than the jalapenos coochie. The weekend before, like, it was so hot. It was so hot. You needed sunscreen. Yes, yes, you needed sunscreen. Cannot, I mean, you should just, it's time to put it on every yeah, day. I'm just, I mean, people yeah. say you should wear it every day, period. Mm-hmm. I ain't always say I do that, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. time to do it every, yeah, every day. day. I'm in the market for, uh, so I know black girl sunscreen is a thing. People like it. You, like, you it. like it, right? I like it. Um, I'm looking for, uh, like, one that just goes specifically on my face. Um, like a well now they get ready to have a they have a face oh a skincare line like a skincare line like for yeah one for your face oh yeah because I because I know that the one that you always you shouldn't put the one on your body on your face like using hand lotion on yeah, your face. yeah, like, yeah. so I wanted like one specific yeah I think it's face. um something uh coming oh okay great yeah. great great so uh, you know I'll make do for the summer with the SPF but mm-hmm. make sure y'all put your sunscreen on protect the melanin and all that jazz um. Yeah, um, I didn't even. We just went straight in talking. So you can follow me on social media at on Instagram at at a rainy eighty eight, um, oh, and then yeah. on Twitter, um, my first name, my middle initial, and my last name. I just want to say that Twitter is still undefeated in social media. Twitter is so fucking good, and I've gotten separate Twitters now for my different interests. So I have like just my Aaliyah Twitter, which I interact, which is like my main one. I interact okay. with the world, my friends. But then I got a sports Twitter for WNBA Twitter. Oh, that sounds fun. Um, and I just, like, really interact with those folks. And then you got, got my X-rated Twitter for my porn. Yes. Um, and then I got, you're going to be proud of me, kind of, because I, like, kind of started journaling through Twitter. So I have a secret Twitter Okay. that I, like, write. Not I don't. Every time I have feelings, I don't write it down, but there are some things I just need to say. And I'm not yes. a person that just, I'm not a person that's just going to be in the room and just start talking. Like, right. to myself, that's not my thing. So I've like started to write things, but it's not full sentences either. I've just like been saying like words and stuff. Hmm. Um, so um, Twitter is the undefeated <laughs> social media post, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten back there, but maybe, yeah. Because hmm. you probably could, I'm, it's probably a ton of stuff on social work and it's probably a ton of stuff on vinyls. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to use, I, like you just made me think about um, like some work I want to do in the grief lane. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Maybe that's what I could just do with Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I have an Instagram page, mm-hmm. but like I had it before and I play around with different things. I like no one follows it. I just yeah. use it, but I like just wanted to save the name so I won't forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, hmm, maybe I should just use that name for Twitter and have Twitter for like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a thought, but like, hmm, I don't know. Cause nobody has. I mean, same thing. I have a secret Instagram page too. Not a not like a Finsta. Not one yeah, where it's I not saw a people, Finsta, but, but one that's just curated things by me. That's very private. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, have an Instagram page for that as well um, that nobody knows about. But yeah. it's the same thing with Twitter. Like I'm never going to share my WNBA. Hand- I mean, I'm never sharing my porn handle, but I'm never sharing right, my right. WNBA handle. But it's just like those little compartments. I like to keep to like a special audience or just. It's fun to express yourself with people who don't know you. Yeah. Hmm. Not that I have an issue an with people who do know me, but there's something very freeing about expressing hmm. yourself and being in an audience with people who don't follow you or know you. It's very, it's a very fun Yeah, experience. that's different. Hmm. All right. Um, See, let me know. I mean, maybe. summer project, maybe. A fun summer project yeah, if you want to do that. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I don't. I haven't had Twitter. I feel like in like ten years. Yeah, Twitter is. I mean, that's where I get all my news. <laughs> like my see, like in. Because I don't like. I realize I don't like watching the like TV news for news because it's just. It's hard to filter. What's a lot? I like being able. To, if you subscribe to certain Twitter pages of news sources, you just get their news and whatever. It's curated. It's very interesting. I love reading the comments <laughs> on stuff. 
Um, yeah, everybody always say like Twitter's undefeated. I just haven't gotten back there yet. Just you know, take it. Just you know, dip your yeah, toe in the water. I don't want to use it for vinyl though. That mm. that can stay on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But you know, whatever sort of other medium or compartment you want to do and, and curate and do that. I mean, same thing with Pinterest. I do a whole bunch of shit on Pinterest all the time. I haven't used Pinterest in a long time. I love Pinterest. Is like. I haven't been. I feel on like people be much. planning their whole life on Pinterest. Yeah, I used to do that. Was me, but I like just other stuff, like wish lists or just things, you, pretty things you see, and you don't always want to take a screenshot in your phone, and you just save it to a Pinterest board, and you can go back to get it when you want. A lot of decorating ideas I have. Into it. Yeah. Um, well, should I go the updates? Yeah, let's do. Some I got some updates. things coming up. Okay. Please, go ahead. please. You already wrote on my Instagram. Famous. F A M O U S. Okay. So listen, y'all. Things just be happening, and I just, you know, jump into them. So, first, Aaliyah also told me I was famous, I think, Saturday. Because she, she is. So, Record Store Day, so, okay. Record Store Day was this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I did not participate. Well, mm-hmm. last week, I back up. Last week, I had decided, someone that I follow, who's in Jersey, is a record collector, we met maybe back in person when I went to Record Riot in Jersey City. So, he had tagged me in a post and was like, uh, what is some advice about Record Store Day? And I was like... Hmm. no one has ever shared any record store day tips. Mm-hmm. So I literally got on Canva that night and was in it. I mm-hmm. was like locked in, made these tips, shared it, and it had 54 shares. And I was like, oh, okay. So that went a long way. I was happy about that. So then I got a, inst- I got a DM um, from this guy, Justice Gray, and he has a magazine out in Baltimore called Park Mag, mm. and he was interviewing vinyl collectors for Record Store Day. So Famous. I was like, bet, call me Thursday, we'll get on the phone. And then Saturday, he released the article. Um, the founder of Black Girls Love Vinyl was there, and a couple other collectors um, mm-hmm. that I am in company or community with mm-hmm, mm-hmm, shared mm-hmm. that. So that was nice. I enjoyed it. But I didn't participate in this Record Store Day because it, everyone had things going on, because June is the month when everyone is having things. Mm-hmm. And there's two record store day drops. So the next drop is July 17th, and I will be outside on okay. July 17th. I think I'm going to do record store day in D.C. Um, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. I was just about to ask if I could come with you to record store day, but I'll wait till the next time. You I, haven't f- I, haven't feel, I haven't completely decided yet whether I'm going to go to D.C. or not. Mm-hmm. I still want to go to D.C. maybe that weekend, and maybe I'll just go during the week because I'm off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am doing record store day drop. The 17th, a couple of my uh, record collector friends, we had a group chat mm-hmm. on Saturday morning. It was hilarious. Come on, community, and it, have a group it chat. It was. It was It was the black collectors. They, we was That's in there so carrying cute. one, like, all week. That's um, adorable. And it was just funny, and I was like, y'all, I'm not shopping today. I got family engagements, but I truly have enjoyed this entertainment. It was funny because people's – the main thing people have to realize is, like, you really have to be outside early to get what you want, depending on where you're shopping. Yeah, like, yeah. New York City and Jersey is a heavy yeah. collector space. But, like, we Tomka, Alabama, you know, it probably ain't going to be nobody. <laughs> but there. my friend Takara, who's in Atlanta, which Atlanta has a lot of record shops, especially in uh, Five Points. Mm-hmm. That's how I discovered them when I had was going to see Shayla. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was not really a line where she was at for one particular record store. Mm-hmm. It just depends. But I'm like, you really have to call mm-hmm. and see what's happening at the store with some lives where like Wreck-It Riot, where I really go in Jersey City, my friends was like, he was like the second person in line at like seven. Wreck-It Riot didn't open to 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But most of the other stores opened at nine. And he was like, Sumas, they had no organization. He was like, Sumas, they opened at 12. People were digging outside. Every just bung rush the thing. I was like, oh no, Wreck-It Riot was not like that 
when I went in October mm, for the third Zero drop. out of five stars. Do not recommend. But I have to decide where I'm going for the drops. Uh, the 17th drop, there are some things. I'm going to some record shops this week. Because everybody was like, I was like, I'm not concerned. I said, I'm going to see, I'm going to get whatever's left over. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like really pressed about the release. There were some things above the rim was like the biggest thing mm-hmm. folks was out here trying to get, and a lot of people yeah, got. And what was chat. nice about our group chat it was like people, some of their stores didn't carry because not all the stores get every single yeah. one of the releases, yeah. and people was getting records for each people other. People was buying it like, oh, I get it. Because my friend because I had said to my friend Takara, I was like, I'm not going. She was like, let me know if you want me to get you anything. And I just drop it in the mail, Come and I was community. like, I really enjoyed the record community. Um, the black collectors, we have really been holding each y'all other down. Y'all should do something. Like, from y'all should like, do, like, are y'all planning on like, projects to do? Because I got to have some ideas for y'all. Well, just let me know. Mm-hmm. I really want us to be able to meet up somewhere. Yeah, y'all should do, like, a meetup. I got to yeah, we'll talk there, about it offline. In the group chat, ideas. there is someone in there from D.C., Missouri, um, Atlanta, L.A. Well, in somewhere in the California area. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. L.A., but I just I have just really been enjoying them. Mm. Um, so that so article came out. Yes, yeah, speed it right down your notes. And then I am going to be live on Instagram on Friday <laughs> with, um, before I get it wrong, oh, Midnight R&B Edition mm-hmm. um, with Chastity. And she basically has people, and she really deep dives into lyrics mm-hmm. of songs. Um, so Friday is her season finale mm-hmm. um, of her season one, and the song she gave me was Unbreak My Heart. Tony? Yes. Beautiful. So when she first sent it, to, she had originally asked me to do it the day of your party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have something to do. And she was like, oh, I got the 18th open. Um, so we're doing it at four because I also thought we was recording that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I had be, had to be transparent with her. I was like, sis, this is real close to home. She was like, I know. I just seen you. I looked at your Instagram. I said, it's okay. We're going to rock it out. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. I said, but I'm really excited about that on Friday. So that's at four. So you, y'all are going to take a, take the song we're and break, break it down? Break down the lyrics. And then there's a question. So she sent me a couple questions mm. that we're going to talk about. Oh, uh, that's fun. But yeah, one of them, my other home, vinyl homegirls was on there two weeks ago. I forgot what song they did. And uh, she picks the song. She picks the song. I would be interested to know how she picks. Do you know how she picks the song? No, but I ask. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And then I feel like there's one more thing that happened. Oh, next, the following Wednesday. Fame. Um, she needs an assistant. School. No. <laughs> I don't know. But School <laughs> Social Work Solutions is a black social worker out of Connecticut who has really just built a platform for school social work and just making it his own lane and mm-hmm. talking about it because school social work is kind of like most people become social workers are like therapists and like clinical lane and mm-hmm. just been talking about school social workers and also and like the hustles we have on the side so she asked me she was like i really enjoy your music so we're going to talk about social work mental health and like how i incorporate music into that and probably spend some vinyl likely mm-hmm. so that's next wednesday fame at a probably 7 p.m Yes, I mean, yeah. Those are the things she's booked, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the things that are happening on the socials. Wow, and I think that's all those updates. I'm impressed. I actually wrote. Have you ever heard of um like Smash Rooms? Did you see me write that on the list? Yes. So this is what I was gonna ask you. You saying these things because I I now feel like and not because you're making me feel like this. I'm now like, Um, oh, you're a piece of shit, Aaliyah, because like. 
you are sitting across from a celebrity and me and Taya have never gone crate digging, crate digging together or gone vinyl shopping together. Yeah, I have. And me and your sister have went. You have went, but yes. I, that's not like my thing. No, like, I know y'all like it. That's yeah. not, I like music, but not. I'm not digging yeah. through crates. That's not my thing. But I was like, we. It made me remember our dead podcast and how a part of our dead podcast we, we used, used to, to do things. We used to do things like that, and yes. we should definitely pick that up. So like, I, oh yeah, we can go over, I was I like, can take a record shopping. Yes, she will take. Not on a hot day. I don't want to be around there doing a holiday. So let's I, do, I don't want a record store. Would holiday. you want to go? to the city i will go you pick look you are you going to be like you my man i want you to just tell me what time i need to be there <laughs> what time i need to be ready and i'm i will literally that's gonna be like our new thing like when it's my turn to share you on things i'm oh, like, yeah, you need to be that. ready at this time come on dress this way and we're gonna do a thing okay i'm gonna plan out a record day for new york city because i haven't been record shopping in the city in a while mm-hmm. and there's a black owned shop in brooklyn a1 records is back open it's a really popular record store that closed down like the in, the mm-hmm. in, the, in the panic pandemic it, 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 <laughs> it was a panic it was a we in a panic Rewrite that down as a title. We in a panic. We in a panic. In the pandemic, um, and it's really popular. Like a lot of DJs and stuff go there. Um, and when it first reopened, there were a couple of people. There was a couple of people there. So, hmm. okay, I'm gonna go to plan us a record adventure day. We we could record hop, record okay. store hop. Yes, I gotta map it out. Yeah, listen, I okay. I am your muse. Just tell. I'm gonna put on my good sneakers. I'm gonna be cute we, so we can take pictures. We can pitch, yeah, we have to take. We pictures. We could take fun pictures, and it'd be great. Okay, yes, we'll do that. Um, what was I talking about? Smash so, you made me think about the smash room because I was like, oh, that's an ex- that's another experience we need to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm told my therapist, I think two weeks ago, I was like, you know, things are helping, but I want to break some shit. Mm, break some shit. I was like. I also am down to do that. I like was, Nanny Faye and them when they like, took Julie. Yes. I was like, I need to break some things. And I was like, I want to go to a smash room. And I had went to a social work conference in March and there's a social worker she doesn't it's not in New Jersey I forgot where she's at she has one like mm-hmm. a side hustle mm-hmm. and I there's a couple in New Jersey they're mm-hmm. not close mm-hmm. um but we can find if you down I'm down I want to I need to break some things look to release I'm, I'm vexed and I'm out here yes and I, I want to go to a rage room oh it's called breakstuffnewjersey.com let's break shit. I can't remember where it was at um but yeah oh this is the other thing I forgot about I knew it was something else the Black House Black Joy documentary, my behind was right in the last 30 seconds yeah. of the trailer. Wow. <laughs> that, Real I wrote, fame. I wrote you that. Waited to, you waited I to forgot. tell me that. Real fame. Well, I shared it. I think I reshared it on Facebook because I wanted to share the trailer, but I had sent her a message. Um, but I was watching it. Back in February, I discovered this the whole clip in February, and I shared it. Mm-hmm. I was at what, mm-hmm. Weekway House Festival mm-hmm. in June of 2019. It was just on, I had went by myself because sometimes I'd be like, don't know, I, I don't have time to be waiting for people because I could just go outside. Now, what you myself. may not invite me to is a house festival. Oh, I already know that. Thank I you. know better than that. Thank you. Um, well, so maybe. Weed is legal, so maybe. I could just like it sit, depends. I could sit See, in like The thing smoke. is, I would, I not would Lincoln be, Park Festival. No, no, I need no. I would be medium. very, yes, I would a medium one. <laughs> I need a medium one. Yeah, which I think Rawway would be medium yes, because I, I also enjoyed, we haven't been down to the block party at Link at, uh, Edison place yet? Me mm-hmm. and Brittany both Friday. It was our last day at work. I was like, I don't feel like shout that out today. to Brittany. I love Brittany. I was I like, saw y'all dancing that other time y'all went. Yeah, I was like, I don't feel like today. She said me either. I said I really just won't go to sleep. I said, but Wednesday we going to London because our boy beloved is DJing. Okay, that's that's that. I, I can't tell you. I'll have we have to scope it out because yeah, we ain't out. been yet. Yeah, scope it out. Um, but the Black House Black Joy is a house film about the history of pretty mm-hmm. much house music in New Jersey. So it talks. It goes back to Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, I like to feel like I was there at Zanzibar because my mother was there. You were at Zanzibar. Yeah, when she was pregnant with me, Mm -hmm. and I truly think this is why I'm a househead. And my mother be ovary. Like, my mother was a househead, but now, these days, she be like... I really created a house. I was like, this yes. is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching the trailer last Friday morning and it's like, has a couple like house heads, popular, you know, people that in New Jersey, that's always out in the house scene in the last 30 seconds. There's me famous housing from famous. the weekway park cliff. And I was like, Oh, look at me in the trailer. I was famous, proud. Famous, 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 famous. I feel like I'm a youngin in the, uh, in the house game, but, I was happy that I saw myself. Yes. At the interview. So a lot a lot of things was happening. Yes. Okay. Now look, that sounds I'm very proud. Way to have something. Those are updates for your ass. This is like I'm famous this way. <laughs> I'm famous this way. I'm famous that way. I'm famous this way. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, I'm famous this way as well. I guess. Enjoy it. Live in it. I I just You've been enjoy do, you've been up to stuff. I've been up to you've things. You've been up to stuff. So that's Also good. Shayla called me on Saturday night and was like, please go look at my stories because me and my best friend, they was at um South Beach, any starings that they love, and they was dancing to the house of music, and it like tickled me to my cure because I was like, she was like, we was out here like some people's aunties, and I was like, let me go watch it. I said, send me these clips so I can be sharing on my stories. I thought it was the funniest thing because you really, I used to think that Shayla just didn't pay attention to that stuff, mm-hmm. and then she be knowing all the words, and I said, all the times I was cleaning my room when I was twelve, it's like what your mom did to you. Yes. You were doing the Shayla, what I call uh, broad and marking classics because yeah. I have another house list. At least was like, where's the house music? No, I'm like that's on another list. Like mm-hmm. that love is the message. Mm-hmm. Is like a diverse of yeah. house music but i have a broader market classics mm-hmm. house music with like follow me and all that yes that's, that's what we should have played yeah, that's what i thought and i was like oh Leah doesn't have the broader yes. the broader market classics yeah it's like that. the skating ring mm-hmm. all the deep deep, deep down, down inside. inside yeah if i had that's the house music that's, a, that's I, the I, one that's the one i can fuck with yes that's the one the love is the love is the message one it's just like house music from all over. Yeah, but and you different got that Hyman cut on there, which I love. You know, yeah, I love yeah, yeah. That's so my it's, what it's, it's all, a, yo. It's a verse. It's a versatile list, mm-hmm, but broader mm-hmm. market classics mm-hmm. is like the homey one. Yeah, that's like, like that's the Jersey the down club. home one. Yes, you walk in and when we used to catch the bus after school. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and they would be selling the CDs. I heard, I knew that as house music before I knew of like the love is the message house music because yes. that was what that's what we was that's what we grew up on. Yeah, yeah, because when I went to college, I was like when people when they called it Baltimore club music, I was like no. This is from Border Market. This is, and I call it Border Market Classics. Border Market Classics. Because most of the CDs that I bought from Border Market was called Border Market Classics. You need to trademark that. You need to trademark Border Market Classics. Border Market Classics, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's what. Look, it's a fun time. I'm, I'm excited. We outside. We, yes. out, we we are motherfucking outside. Okay. What are you up to? You can't deliver bad news. Yeah. So, um, what am I up to? I can't deliver bad news. I'll come to that later. I went to a Liberty game. I've been to yes. a couple Liberty games. I've been to two Liberty games, um, since the last time we were on the pod. Um, and they've been winning. So we. So ironically, before I went to go see my team in person, we were on a, a winning streak in both games that I saw my team. We lost both those so. games. Uh, one I would like to blame. One we lost in the last second to Atlanta, which was like great to watch because I I don't remember if I've seen a last second shot live in person, and if I have, it's been a long time. So that was fun to see, even though my team lost. Um, and then I saw us lose to Vegas, which was like the rest was on some ho shit. So I'm not necessarily I Vegas has a team. Yeah, they were on some ho shit, and the ref, the rest was on some ho shit. But like also got to see like Asia Wilson. 
um, who I think is super dope, and, like, Liz Cambage, um, see stuff. And then, uh, like, Bill Lambeer used to coach us, and he was just right there. So it was cool. Barclay Center is not Madison Square Garden. It is not, right? It's, it's something it's, about it's something about Madison Square Garden. Does it feel small to you? Barclay Center is small. I think it's, I think it's small. No, it is, Square but, Garden. like, really small. It feels really small, and it just feels – I don't know. It's just, like – there's nothing like the garden so we said in section seven row 12 so also i don't like how the 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 arena looks on tv when the liberty play because they have like the posters that say because a lot of it is still covid friendly Mm -hmm. so there are not people sitting like directly behind the team bench like people Mm -hmm, usually do so mm -hmm. you have to go up one and they have it like basically like blacked out um material that has a WNBA logo on it it just like feels dark Mm. in there but um I like it because the social distancing in the arena which is dope so it's like nobody sitting it's at least a chair of distance between us um the food is subpar like Madison Square Garden's food is oh yeah Barclay's food I think me and my niece end up sharing we we both ordered something one of us then like, and we just probably just end up sharing yeah. something. But the food options are not that great. The food options small. are not that great. It feels small. Yeah. Um. It's a nice like even the like I just felt the Madison Square Garden like and, and to be fair when I was in Madison Square Garden there was no COVID so everything with business was booming so everything was open here everything isn't open mm-hmm. in Barclays Center but I felt like the team shops the team shops sucked so much and. You know, the Nets, Brooklyn Nets play in Mm -hmm. Barclays. um, And then, but when the Liberty played in Madison Square Garden, the Knicks played there too. And I felt like the apparel stuff was not even even. I felt like they did a great job at MSG putting the WNBA stuff in like all around the store where you could see it. And then it was Knicks stuff in the store, of course, Mm -hmm. but it was secondary. At Barclays Center, it's all Brooklyn. It's all Brooklyn and then two lanes of Liberty stuff. And I'm just like, who? Made also, I just miss like, like Brooklyn. Obviously, is a little bit farther. Yeah. Um, and going into MSG, the way when you walk into the stadium, when you walk into the the box office, like mm-hmm. the box, the box office is further back, yeah. and then they put the team store in the middle. Yeah. And it just feels like you had a Liberty, Liberty game. game. Is that banner a teaspoon? Yeah. They would have in there. It, it just, just felt like, more like a Liberty home game. Yeah. And even when Liberty played that Prudential Center, it felt three, more. It was like this is Liberty's home for three summers, yeah. and it felt welcoming. Going to Brooklyn, it's just like oh, we had guests here for a couple. Yeah, weeks. but it's in this, and then Brooklyn bought the team. So that's yeah. that. That's the only like downfall. But like happy to be in the game. So happy to talk shit to the refs. Like <laughs> in person, I went horse. There was just me and this lovely white lady who sat behind me. Like we were like kindred spirits because we was like going oh. in. We was going in. She she was cussing. I couldn't because my mom was there. Yeah. So like she <laughs> was like thank you. She was like thank you. But mm-hmm. it was a good game. Like I like seeing them play. Um, shout out to Benaja Laney who's been killing it on our team and all that stuff. But they played last night when we were out. Uh, who um, they play? They played uh, Phoenix and we won. And I taped it. I'm DVR oh, it, so I got to watch it. Watch it. Yeah. So I mean, so we have won. Um, and we're fourth place in the WNBA Oof, because last it's been year a long time. Last coming. year we only won two games. Games. Mm. Last year we only took. Oh, this is funny. The last time we were on the show, um, I had meant to show you this clip of your favorite player, Cynthia Cooper, 
Because so it's a podcast with, it's called Knuckleheads Podcast. Oh, I listened to it. I've listened uh, to the episode. Oh, all the women, right? The Tina Thompson one? Tina Thompson. Candace Parker. Swim Cash. Yes. I have listened to all the episodes with all the WWE I, have, I did the same thing, Oof. too. So they, they asked this question. So, you know, so they asked this question yeah. to all the athletes. They were like, when you got into the league, mm-hmm. who bust your ass? Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. everybody's like, you know, Candace Parker was like, Lisa Leslie. Yeah. People just going on. Mm-hmm. Cynthia Cooper was like, nobody. <laughs> She was like nobody. The greatest. The goat. The goat. I was like, and I was like, yo, nobody did bust her ass. She was nobody. And I forget. I think when we were younger, I didn't realize how old Cynthia was. She had been playing overseas for so long. long. She had played. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how where she was in life. We didn't get a lot of our favorite players in our prom. Like Teaspoon wasn't in her prom. Cynthia Cooper. Tina Thompson was and Cheryl Swoops. Yeah, were. But a lot of them weren't in their prime because a lot of them had, they had been playing overseas. Like, Rebecca Lobo wasn't in her prime. A lot of them were not in their prime when the league started. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, and she was like really sought after, you know, to come into the league. Mm -hmm. But she had been playing overseas for a long time. Sis speaks Italian, like, fluent. Yeah, because that's where she's Italian. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, you know, I'm forever ride or die Cynthia Cooper fan. But I thought that was funny because she was like, because they cut to everybody. Everybody Very Cynthia Cooper fashion. Candace Parker was like, Leslie, and she was like, nobody. Next question. Like, people have to, like, WNBA in its early seasons, when like that's when it, it was, was it was shit. good basketball. Liberty solid team because Aaliyah was a ride or die Liberty fan. Yes, I've always been a Liberty fan, but mm-hmm. Commons was my team. Commons was her team. Commons was my team, and but that was also closer to home, so yeah. we always went to the Liberty, Liberty games. games. Yeah. Um. So, but Cynthia, Tina, Swoops, and Kim, rest in peace, Kim Parai. Rest in peace, R. Like. That was a dream team. They was good as hell. Huge, In retrospect, huge. I could like calm down and look at it because my team got beat by them. So, yes. was all, but, but, like, then, but Liberty also back. had that moments. I also remember the day when when um, Teaspoon made that, that shot. shot. I don't know I was. I, was I remember up and down it was on in my the summers. Couch. I remember I was yes. at my aunt house in Rawway. Mm-hmm. We were doing something, and when Teaspoon made that shot, I also remember the very first game that that was televised yeah. against uh, LA, La- Sparks. LA Sparks in New York Liberty. Like yep. I remember the jump ball. Mm-hmm. I remember we were 10. watching it on NBC. I remember, remember watch- come on Lifetime. WNBA yes. games used to come on Lifetime. Yes. Which also, I don't know why they stopped doing it. That was like marketing from a marketing standpoint. That was fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. Put the WNBA games on Lifetime. Like, why? I don't know why they stopped doing that. But yeah. yeah. Even they had an all-star weekend that was in New York. Yeah, we, we, went, went, we went to all-star game. I got, I got uh, Lisa Leslie. I don't know mm. where that basketball disappeared to, but I had Lisa Leslie's um, autograph on yes. that ball, on a yes. WNBA ball, and a couple of them. Do you but, still have your cards? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. T- anytime when I listen to that episode with all of them, I put my cards out. And majority of my cards mm-hmm. are Comets and Liberty. Liberty. I, and, and LA Sparks. Yeah. Because that was the, those were the teams. Those were, And those are the ones, I think it's four original teams still around. So it's Comets, Liberty, Phoenix. And well, Comets is not around. No, I'm not sorry. Oh. Re- Liberty, this- LA, Phoenix, and I feel like it's one more Seattle, team. Seattle Storm? Was Seattle from the beginning? Mm. Washington Mystics? It got to be Washington or Connecticut. Washington Mystics? Yeah, maybe it's Washington Mystics. Tamika Catchings? Oh, Tamika Whitmore, yes. Oh, I used to love Tamika Whitmore. I used to love Tamika Whitmore. Listen, the WNBA in its early years... And that's why I have a Twitter page because, like, I can't. I, it's not like I can't do it on my personal page, but yeah. I like being around my people. Cause, and I thought to Cynthia Cooper today, this morning, because there's this under, there's been this like movement, quote unquote movement, with people, fans of the WNBA, and some players, even though players don't always come out and say it, is like 
we live in a very white dominant culture mm-hmm. because the players that they like always push and put up on a pedestal tend to be white. A lot of people have beef with my rookie. She's not a rookie, but mm-hmm. Sabrina Unescu, right? Mm-hmm. And how she gets, she's everywhere. She's on a state farm commercial. She's number one draft pick. A lot of that has to do with Kobe Bryant for sure. Um, but they were like, they don't, the WNBA is like quick to promote these white players, but there are some stellar black people in this league yes. that doesn't get promoted. So somebody on Twitter was like, name your, name your, the best point guard in WNBA history. Mm-hmm. And people were like, Suberg, who was like good. Suberg mm-hmm. is like 41 and still playing so many championships. Suberg. And then they were like, Lindsey Whalen, who's also good, won four mm-hmm. championships. And then people were like, Cynthia Cooper. Cynthia Cooper. And they was like, yeah, y'all not going to say Cynthia Cooper because she a black woman. But like Cynthia. And then people like read down all her stats. And I was like, she might. Dope. She pr- she probably is I the mean, best point guard of all time. Also, one of my favorite documentaries is on HBO about the Trojans. I never seen what I about when they played when she played for USC. I I didn't I know she played for USC. I didn't know she there was a documentary about it. Girl, it's on the max. Her what's um what's Reggie Miller. Sherman? Sherman. Let me tell Sherman. now Cheryl Miller. Y'all are lucky Cheryl's ass was old because also like so it sucks she, that Cheryl Miller couldn't really so play. So why go watch it? I watched it last year and is I can watch it again. Watch it. So it talks about that damn couple years when Cheryl Miller, her freshman year, mm-hmm. Cynthia Cooper came in a year behind mm-hmm. her. They kind of didn't like each other. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple other players. There's a twins. And some a couple other players, and they just go through those years. And then Cynthia talks about when she ends up going overseas. Cheryl Miller also got injured, mm-hmm. which also shifted her basketball career. Why we like really getting also didn't get to see, see her in her prime, mm-hmm. but like her glory days. People say Cheryl Miller was better than her, her brother. Like I've heard people yeah. say that, oh, that he yeah. was way better than her brother. I mean, it talks about like that basketball time at USC, mm-hmm. and like a lot of other players have played at USC, USC. But like that documentary, even Cynthia Cooper talks about how like. She, I think she had to, like, leave or, like, something happened back at home and she wasn't going to come back to the team. It just goes to, like, talk about their journey individually and as a team. And it's just a beautiful – it's just – it's on HBO. Oh, I got to send me the link. Um, the title. Just take me the title. Yeah, there. it's really good. It's one of my favorite documentaries that also, like, reminds me why I love Cynthia Cooper so much. Yeah. I mean, I still have – I have Cynthia. I, I read her book when we was in middle school. Mm-hmm, of course. I think you gave me a plaque one year. You know how we used to put the cards on the plaque? Mm-hmm. Um, and remember in my bedroom, I had a Cynthia Cooper picture in yes. my bedroom. I yes. still have it at home. It's yes. not hung up, but I still have it. Sure. I be telling people, I said, no one is a bigger Cynthia, Cynthia Cooper, Cooper fan, fan than me. Yes, I remember. I remember. It pay- now that the pain has been a way of her destroying my team, yes. I can like respect it I guess I, I, she's good as hell like Cynthia Cooper I was like yeah she's Cynthia a goat Cooper, right, and I, when the last summer we was in Chicago which was summer 2018 and Danny was there was like a tournament that she was there scouting or whatever mm-hmm. Cynthia one of her kids was playing mm-hmm. and Danny was like she's seen her from afar and I said oh dad I wish we could have went I so I could like, just be so, hi I've, I've loved you my whole life and this is the thing about like I we you see celebrities sometimes yeah. in the year all the time. I'm never one of those people and would have would go over and but walk you into fan girl for Cynthia. But Cynthia Cooper. Cooper would probably be the only person. I was if I was with you, I would stop her. I'm like, you have to speak to my friend. I would you really fan have girl. To, you for really Cynthia have to speak Cooper. to my friend. I would want a picture because she just the greatest of all time. Yes, and I'll speak of the greatest of all time. Today would have been Pat Summit's 69th birthday. Oh, rest in peace, rest Pat in peace Summit. to a legend. A legend. I, I love Pat Summit. Yeah, rest in peace to a legend. Yeah, it was great. A lot of her um, former players were on. She really Twitter. impacted a lot of. And players, yeah. Players. Yeah, she, um, yeah, a lot of her former players was like, you know, I hope you're proud of me and blah, blah, blah. So it was really nice. But yeah, RIP, 
um, to Pat Summit, who would have been 69 years old. So that went. That was a great tangent on WNBA basketball. Make sure y'all watch it. Also, uh, in your updates, Soul Food was on Prime. Yeah. So I, wait I, from we, season one. We no. I don't watch. You like the series? I'm talking about the movie. Damn, I'm talking about the series. And I didn't even get through all my updates. So that was that. That was my WNBA <laughs> update that we went on a tangent. Okay. okay. <laughs> but y'all gonna get these WNBA bars because y'all are gonna like the WNBA because it's top notch quality and you need to support Black women. Any? Did you watch the four four four? The four four four. The one forty four documentary. So one for the hundred forty four documentary. So niggas think it's hard, and I, this is my last thing I'm gonna say about the WNBA. Niggas know it's hard to become a professional athlete. You got like a one in a crazy chance. Mm. The WNBA only has twelve teams, and they yes. carry twelve players per team. Mm -hmm. So only a hundred. There are only a hundred and forty four spots in the WNBA. So. Chenea Bumake, which who plays for the Los Angeles Sparks, mm -hmm. did a documentary while they were in the Wubble, which is the women's bubble, mm -hmm. while they were in the Wubble called 144. And it's a documentary oh. about them playing in the Wubble, but also the things like how they decided to dedicate the season to Breonna Taylor, what they did oh, when George Floyd died. What is it on? It's, so, it's on ESPN. So uh, you can use my ESPN Plus logo. Okay, it's on ESPN. You. Um um, what happened when George Floyd died and how that affected their season, but also when they, shit, I cannot remember the name of the person that got shot in Minnesota. Like, I think they, the person got killed in Minnesota, mm -hmm. and that's when the guys were playing too, and they decided not to play, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the WNBA players really, like, showing that they were, like, the pioneers and being, like, like the women were like, I'm sick of this shit, I'm sick of people mm -hmm. dying, I'm sick of people just talking about it, like, I'm tired of being here. Yeah. But also some of the people who were, like, the, the very, uh, I guess, complicated part about, you know, these are their jobs and what happens when you don't go to work, you don't get paid. And mm -hmm. people are like, I came here to fucking play. Like, right. so I'm like I came. So very interesting. Great documentary. 144. Watch it on ESPN+. Plus. You can have my login. I'll let you okay, do it. Thank you. All right. Enough on WMA. My other updates. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I cannot give bad news. <laughs> okay. I cannot give bad news. So this week is my last week at my current job. Yep. I will be starting a new job on july 6th mm -hmm. and you have to tell someone <laughs> turns out you got to tell your manager or you got to tell people when you're not coming back yeah that's not that's hard it's not hard i but mean I, just, I think it just depends on like how invested you were in a job right so maybe this just shows that i wasn't as invested as i thought but it was i, I like had been going through interview processes mm -hmm. a part of this was like brought on because of my boss because she was basically like you got to shit or you got to piss and get off the pot by june 15th mm -hmm. And I had started having an internal conversation with myself. Like, I am not happy in this work. It is not fulfilling. It's feeling like a, ch it's feeling like a chore. Um, I think even if I don't have a job on June 15th, I'm going to tell her I don't want to come back. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay. And that was scary to just quit a job because you just don't quit a job and don't have another job because I'm mm -hmm. not rich. Um, so I, like, have been making peace with that, like, not saying it out loud, but just, like, talking to myself about it, but also still, like, interviewing. And this interview process that I've had, it has been, like, a year, essentially mm. a whole calendar year. So I got laid off from my last job. Oh, yeah, yeah. I found out right before Memorial Day weekend, and mm. funny enough, I got my offer for my new job. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and it has just been a struggle. I've had to be vulnerable. I had to be rejected so many times. And I, when I had to tell my boss, <laughs> when I had to tell my manager, I was just like, and I had to talk to some friends. I was like, do I tell them? I did that at check-in. Like, I didn't even do it at a special time. I had took, I had got a job offer on a Monday. Mm -hmm. They gave me a week to, to give a decision. I accepted the job offer officially on a Friday, and I don't check in with my boss until Tuesday. So I right. was like, okay, I'm going to just tell her I check in because <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't want to make a special meeting. 
And I had asked I was like, should I tell her at the beginning of the check-in? Should I tell her right. at the end of the check-in? So a lot of people was like, oh, tell her at the end. Tell her at the end. Just tell her at the end. And then I, like, really dipped into, like, I was like, no, these are just, like, friends telling me this. I was like, let me just, like, ask somebody who would, like, be completely neutral mm-hmm. and give me the best advice. So I asked, like, my friend Tanya Tahara. And then yeah. I asked my current coworker. I was like, when should I tell her? And they was like, tell her ass at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. tell her at the beginning. So I... Opened the meeting up and just, you know, pleasantries. Hey, and, and I, my manager, <laughs> my manager, we are pretty cool. And she's like, hey, how's your weekend? We do the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my weekend is good, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, here, here are my agenda items for the day. <laughs> she gave her agenda items. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, what are your agenda items? I was like, oh, I was like, I got like three things to talk to you about. And she's like, are they quick? I said, yeah, they'll be, so, they'll be super quick. Uh- and she's like, okay, whatever. I was like, so my last day is blank. <laughs> Um, I found another job. I'm not coming back next year. And then I literally was like, and she was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm not coming back next year. She was like, what? What? I was like, I got another job. It happened super quick. I was like, yeah. She also know you was in school, right? Yeah, she was like, yeah, yeah. But she had, we had, had a conversation before this when she was like, I want you to stay. Oh. Like, I started getting that anxiety about not wanting to come back when I had a, when she asked me about what I was interested in next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was just saying stuff like, yeah, that sounds good. Or it just felt like the trajectory I should have in the mm-hmm. position where I was. And then once I, she said that, and once I, like, internalized it, I was like, I don't want to do that shit. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, that mm-hmm. shit does not sound fun to me. So I told her. And I was just like that. And then I had to go and tell other people at my job, which I don't like doing. And I mm-hmm. like didn't tell some people. And I'm just like, my last day will be my last day. Because I also haven't made a lot of connections with a lot of folks. Right, right, right. Um, because it's a school, but I haven't been in school. So I just mostly talked to my team. So I'm like, I'm not doing all that. But mm-hmm. um, I was telling principals that checked in. And I, and I tried. I was like, damn, that felt like you acting like you have like Asperger's or some shit. Like <laughs> you're not, you just saying it just as matter of fact. And I was like, maybe, I was like, you know, like maybe just, package it nicely and then i told another person and i was like i'm not coming back next year because they were like oh i'm just thinking about june june and i'm just like oh yeah oh yeah that's not gonna work i was like oh no that's i'm not gonna be available like, oh you're gonna vacation i said no i'm not coming back next year mm-hmm. i'm not coming back i just and i just started to tell people i'm not coming back <laughs> but i was yeah. like i don't oh, think it's like no to give bad news to easy way to like say that especially mm-hmm. if people don't see it coming yeah but i'm just like because i have been in places where there are some people, there's times when some people are going to come to you and be like, I'm not coming back. And you're going to be like, praise yeah, everybody. Absolutely. And then there are going to be some people that come to you and you're just like, I don't left like, what I the I don't left field, yeah. Um, but also, I never understood when people get upset because I'm just like, it's just a part of employment. Like, people will leave. I but think, our yeah. field, I think sometimes. And so, in education, they can get very touchy-feely it, and personal. Yes. Um, And I know when I, for the same org that you leaving, mm-hmm. when I share that it also it came out of left field, no one seen it yeah, coming. I came out of left field for me too. Um, yeah. and my principal made it really. Oh, hard. she tried to. I remember your principal yeah, typed the hell out you. It, it was really, really hard. I had a really hard time mm-hmm. transitioning out, yeah. and it was like people were just like, "Well, do you want to do this? Do you want to go to this campus? How, How can we fix this? this? Um, I give you this amount of money," and I was like. I'm just trying to be out. Like middle school ain't my thing. Like that's really what. The, like I'm just no middle school. No middle. I'm just, I'm over this. But it's yeah. funny because I talked to Lisa who works in HR mm-hmm. because I was just like Lisa, what do I say? Because I was like, what do I'm? Because I told Lisa I'm about to just go in there and be like, I'm not coming here no more. I wanted to text her actually and be like, I'm not coming back next year. Because I, I that's how simple it was to me. But Lisa yeah. was like, you cannot do you that. You cannot shit. do that. Yeah. But Lisa was like, so did you, you need- put it in writing too? 
kind of but oh. it, it, i put i wrote a paragraph to the hr guy to figure out how i leave that's how oh. I, I said accept mm-hmm. this but um i was like da-da-da. and she was like you, if if you say it that way, mm-hmm. you leave the door open. It doesn't sound like there's nothing she can do to keep you the way you said it. So you need to say, you need to be very direct and say like why you're leaving, mm-hmm. so you don't have to deal with the emotional back and forth of like here's an extra X amount of money. Yes, can we do yes, this? And I just yes. she was like, you have mm-hmm. to be, you have to say like this is no longer working to me for me because of this and this. And right. I knew <laughs> the reasons I gave, I knew they weren't going to be able to fix or touch. So mm-hmm. it just sort of left it at that. So that was helpful. If you are going to quit a job or give your letter of resi- resignation and you don't want people to woo you back because you don't want to go back and forth, just be like, I am leaving, full stop. And if they say, oh, is there anything why? Like, yes, I'm leaving. And because whatever your reason is, duh, 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 and just be like, boom, that's it. But, you know, yep. people like to put hard strings on it. So Yeah, I think this, that f- this particular field, people get really – Especially if, like, if you really like school based, mm-hmm. it gets yeah. it can feel personal to other people because you're not just leaving. You leave when you leave a school. Even though I haven't met any of these kids at this organization, right? It's like when you leave a school, you you're not just leaving your team. Sometimes, yeah, it's not just your team. It's students, or even like you know, I, even because I'm a recruiter and I know what it's like. Ju- this is never the best time to oh June no. with the last day of school time. until the first day of PD. Is always like a heavy, a, season. a heavy season for a recruiter because mm-hmm. people sign their contracts because they don't know if they have they want to because one they really want to stay mm-hmm. two they want to hold on to they find something else and then people get poached or they leave yeah. over the summer any break is really nervous for a recruiter because you get to think and reflect and be like fuck this I don't need all this shit I'm yes, living a good life people sit and reflect and feel calm you be yeah. like mm, that's a bad do idea. I want to stay there and then, and then everybody's hiring so anyway but yeah. I know it's not the best time. <laughs> But you got to do what's best for you. And there was a principal I checked in with. And I, I, the same week I told my manager I wasn't leaving. And I was like, I had told two other principals. He was my last one I had to, had to tell. But when he, we had our check-in meeting, he came in guns a-blazing because he had teachers quit. Oh, so and he, he was, was ready, like, he, he was, was like, ready to give you work. She was like, I hate this time of year. It's just, uh, and I was like. I ain't come back. I didn't say, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> no. I just let him. I was like, I was like, no. I was like, because this also. You need to learn. You need to read the room yes. and know how to read the room, because I could have been. Because part of me was like, "Do you just be a bitch and be like, and I'm not coming back either?" But I was like, "That's not go. That's not gonna help. That's gonna spin him. I'm only doing that to spin his ass, right?" right. So I was just like, "Oh, he will learn a very important lesson, I think, or maybe it won't matter to him." But I was like, because he showed because he showed his hand that early in the meeting, I had decided that I wasn't going to tell him that. And the next time I met with him. Mm. was last week and now he only has me for a week and we won't meet this week i don't think because oh, so yeah. i'm just gonna, like he I, and i knew he knew because I, yeah. I know my manager started telling people because i knew when i told him he was just like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i knew he knew but fuck yeah. it. but yeah so that's that with good news and what was the other thing uh, yeah i'm waiting there's one other thing i want you to address what, i'm trying to figure out can you throw me a pitch so I can um cards Oh, yes. Yes. I should have brought this up with graduation. <laughs> so Taya loves cards. Taya loves cards a lot. My mom loves cards a lot. I, up until this weekend, were in the middle about cards. It's like, I could take them or leave them. I read them. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the people like, what's in the card? Uh, that's important to me. But also the cards night. But my mom is like, any holiday, please just get me a card. I just need a card. I gotta yeah, I'm going to be in the card store this coming week yeah. for Father's Day. Okay. Enjoy. Um, I took I went Father's Day shopping with Joe with cards. Mm-hmm. She had me. Yeah. But, um... I got some really See? wonderful and thoughtful graduation cards. Mm-hmm. And I will go so far as to say that graduation cards trump birthday cards. 
Mm-hmm. I found some good graduation cards, and this I had a hard time picking because I had to get you one and my friend Rod's oh, one. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I had I was just like, oh, these are some good choice cards. Mm-hmm. I had good options because graduation cards can be a hit and miss for uh, graduate undergrad. I feel oh, like yeah. high school graduation cards are, are beautiful, are great. Yeah. And then when you hit master's, PhD, like, it's slim picking. It's slim picking, yeah. But I also, like, now I'm going to the Hallmark store to get my card. Did you see I, there was a Hallmark paper store, like, right when we left Jenny, right on, right before we got to Jenny's house? Uh-uh. It, I, I, y'all was, I think we were talking, but I saw it. I was like, oh, that's a. Oh, that's yeah, I go to the one, one at Clark right now. Mm-hmm. I, I know a, exactly where you are. Yeah, I, I have. I was a, there yesterday. Um, yeah, I have a um, the little membership thing. Yeah. You get a free card a month. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, so I got these cards, mm-hmm. and what I really appreciated is, other than the message, the cards that I got from people were like, you could, t- it was like a reflection of them or like the cards match the person's personality, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. I was like, oh, I was like, yes, of course, Shantae gave me this card. This is like such a Shantae card. But then like my cousin Nia mm-hmm. gave me like a card that was like super thoughtful. But then like I turned around and it's like, this card is made from recycled. And she's very into the environment. Mm-hmm. And just like, like I, my card, my grandmother got was like, so grandma me. It was, oh, it was yeah. like the cur- the bold cur- cursive print <laughs> with praying hands. Like I just yes. got really like and pe- mm-hmm. the cards that people gave me. Like, I love really me a good matched. mahogany praying card. Yes, yes. And listen, <laughs> I kept, this is the first time I literally have all my graduation cards in a bag. I'm trying to figure out what to do with them. I think I might do a shadow box of graduation cards but i was like mock i was like i was and i was gonna text you i said i'm gonna wait i'm gonna save it for the show but like i i like sat on the couch mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie the first thing i did was open up all my cards took all the ingredients from the cards yes and put it <laughs> i didn't count it i just put it yeah, in a separate yeah. place mm-hmm. and then i really sat on the couch i, I smoked the J, mm-hmm. and i just was like because also that was my first i read the cards on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I did not open up card until Tuesday because I had people still in town. Yeah. Farrah left on Monday. Monday, once Farrah left, I was like, you can decompress. Yeah. So Tuesday, I like sat on the couch, smoked a blunt, and just like really went through every single card See? and read it, the, all the words, and then I got like special notes mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like read it, and I was like, this, I, and I was like, this is the feeling, I, this feeling of gratitude. I didn't get my feeling of gratitude and accomplishment from graduation until I read those cards. Because mm. I was pretty bummed. The day I graduated from Rutgers, mm-hmm. like my actual graduation day, I was bummed because I had no feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I had, was had, doing all this build up to graduation. Mm-hmm. And when I submitted my last paper, I was just like, my last project uh, assignment, I was like, hmm, okay. Just like went on another day, like <laughs> yeah. it was another day. And then when graduation came, I went to a bonfire the night before. It mm-hmm. still didn't feel real. It was just fun to see and everybody. You, your ceremony was online, right? My ceremony was online. And then even when I graduated, I was just like, the day I graduated, I was like, hmm. I, I was like, damn, I don't feel, I don't feel nothing. And my therapist texted me and was like, you graduated today. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? And I was like, mm, sis, we're going to have to talk. Because she asked me <laughs> when I told her, I told her I had got the job too. And she's like, yeah. how do you feel? I was like, I think I'm broken emotionally because I don't have nothing. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, hmm, just Wednesday at 4.30, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had felt none of that. Even at the, gradu- at the graduation party, I like was having fun, but also forgot it was my party. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I was just like, oh, I felt like I was at a party, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand it was my party. It's like people until like I would get cards and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, this shit is for me. Mm-hmm. And then when I read the cards, I got like I felt See? proud and accomplished. You felt warm and fuzzy. I felt warm and fuzzy. So it turns out cards are a thing. So cards I'm going to po- commit to being when I do pick out cards, I pick out good. Cause I don't just pick out yeah. shit. I try to pick out shit. But like now I'm going to try to like really Let it move be you. vulnerable in my card giving and yes. just like. 
I Display love. Me. It's a great the art of card giving. It's like really. I see why you niggas like it. I love card giving, and it is the I take time looking for cards specifically for people when I'm in the card store. Like I would, I hate going to like be quick with a card. Yeah, I like I have to quick, go real through. quick. Yeah, yeah you got to get one. Yeah. I have to like it has to be really intentional. I have, believe it or not, do you know I still have cards and letters from summer camp? I can believe that. I'm not. Surprised I have by that. card. I I'm that. pretty sure I have a card from you and like Payan and for my 16th birthday. Sure, you probably do. I'm I do. Not, you I, ha- I do. have like I have a bunch of shadow boxes from like cards from graduation. I think I had to still have a card from like Miss Taylor from like eighth grade graduation. You, I am. I love. Not I love I cards, but I have legit. I'm, I have legit cards from camp. Remember we used to do love letter day. G twenty. G twenty. I have those at home. Shout out to G twenty. Yes, Shout I have. G20. I have those at home. I kept those. Listen, listen. You're you are your own museum. Yeah, I like to collect things. Yeah, I like the whole. I'm, I like the things. Yeah, later in life, like I always feel. I like sometimes I go back and look at that stuff depending on like where mm-hmm. I'm at. But yeah, okay. Listen, listen. I I, I hear you. Um, Soul Food is on Amazon Prime. The movie. <clears throat> yes. So I, I do to get enjoy my hair the braided. movie. I enjoy the movie, and I think it's the it's wild with like early black films. You know, we used to watch films till. They Oof. were blue in the face. We, yes. I listen. I done made some DVDs skip. That's how much I used to watch some DVDs. Yes. But some movies I haven't seen mm-hmm. in a long time so a because if it's some movies I don't want to see on TNT or cable or BT. I'm I want to see half it. of them. I would never watch. Yeah, with commercials. it's just too I long. I don't want to do that and they cut stuff. So I was getting my hair braided and they were playing Soul Food and I was like, oh. And usually when I get my hair braided is only one time have I went and they played something that I had never seen before and that's when mm-hmm. I got into um, them. But usually it's um, something I've seen before, so I'm like, whatever. But mm. they played Soul Food, and I was like, hmm. I was like, of course they watch the Soul Food. But I watched it, and I was like, you know what? As a child, I remember thinking that Terry was a bitch. But you know what? I'm here to tell y'all that Terry was not a bitch. <laughs> Terry would probably be me. I mean, minus her. I'm talking about how she is personally. Like, yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. with her husband was fucked up. yeah. But there was a scene where Big after Big Mama was in a coma and they were trying to figure out what to do with Big Mama's house yes. and Vivica Fox's character, I forget her name, Maxine. Uh, Maxine. Mm-hmm. Maxine was like, I think we need to just sell Mama's house or we need to do we need to fix it up and da da da. And I was thinking that Terry could pay for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as a person that makes her own money. And not as much money as Terry makes because Terry was a bomb-ass lawyer. Yeah, she was. But uh, Terry should have cussed the – she shouldn't – because they got mad when Terry left. Like, she leaving like she always do. Terry saved y'all lives because Terry should have cussed y'all niggas out for counting her coins in her pocket. I mean, Terry paid for everything. She paid for stuff up birds wetting. She didn't. And Terry shouldn't have did. Terry got taken advantage of. Terry hurt limb. Terry hurt limb. Terry hurt bird at the salon. At the Maxine, stole Terry's man. Okay, from the skate skate ring. And you go fucking bring your pregnant ass in here with y'all barely fucking ass job and be like, I was thinking Terry could pay for it. No, bitch, you thought the fuck wrong. Terry should have cussed them niggas you never out. watched the series at all i did watch the series uh, i like the series on showtime but i don't like it like that i like yeah, it yeah. but i don't have to rewatch it again yeah i yeah. watched it on showtime but it was consistent throughout the the series fuck? terry should have been terry always was my favorite sister but anyway. i know and i know that people would be like oh terry that's why her oh, man, yeah. they leave it no 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 Te- make your own fucking money terry made decisions that were best for fucking her okay she ain't got to ask Terry. She ain't got to ask you niggas for a motherfucking thing yet. How you? 
I was thinking, how you was thinking with my money, Maxine? How you That's making thoughts with my motherfucking money? Terry was the bank. Terry was the goddamn bank. It, I was looking at it, and Ahmad should have got his fucking ass beat too. <laughs> I was like, what kind of dream were they selling us? Like Ahmad should have minded his fucking motherfucking business. His ass was hard headed. That's why they burnt almost burnt down Big Mama's house. house. Big Mama's fucking told you what to do with that rag, and you kept putting that shit on the burner. You done got Uncle Pete sprayed in the goddamn First face. First of all, Uncle Pete had the Uncle Pete had the gold the whole Uncle time. Uncle Pete had the gold the whole time. goddamn time. The whole goddamn time. And that's just like old people that put money, high money, money in the back time. of a TV. Mm-hmm. All the time. And secondly, why the fuck y'all was still letting Big Mama eat all that bullshit and y'all knew she had goddamn diabetes? Eating that soul food every Sunday. Eating that like, soul food every like, goddamn Sunday. Sunday. Like Big Mama ain't had the sugar. Y'all killed Big Mama. And Big Mama was like, they ain't cut my leg off. They cut your life off, though. Your whole life got cut off, Big Mama, because they was still, you was frying cat. I said, look at all this fucking food. And y'all knew Big Mama had the sugar. That wasn't fucking right. Mm-hmm. What What about, what's the cousin that, um, Faith? Faith. Now, let, let me tell you. <laughs> also, not real life, because I wish the fuck I would. Now, she fair, Ahmad, she did, I would give her that just because she was with Ahmad, that she ain't strangled Terry and, um, what's her damn husband name? <sighs> Uncle Nigga. Uncle Nigga is what we gonna call I him. I can't remember his name. Trifling Negro. Mm-hmm. But... Faith can't, Faith's not coming in the next day to sit at the damn goddamn table with me. Never. And my husband. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, maybe, now to be fair, Miles, that's his name. Yes. Miles, Miles maybe mm-hmm. probably should have been at the dinner because Terry and Miles were together. And since they like to spend Terry's money, Miles probably did get to have a seat at the table because that was his motherfucking money. Okay. So fine. Miles could be there. But Faith? Faith? Faith should not. Big Mama was, it was Big Mama's fault. And y'all not my real fucking sisters because you gonna ask, you gonna spend my motherfucking money and then our cousin who just came here and fucked my nigga is gonna sit at the dim table. You're gonna be like, talk. So fool is so good. But you know what? Maxine trifling ass let that happen because she did it to her own goddamn sister so she probably don't care. Whew, I love me some soul food. I mean, I was watching. So I said, "This is some nigga shit. This is uh, this is actually terrible. This is a t- like I don't know why y'all paint a picture of Terry like this. I don't even remember what year that came out. I saw that with people at church. I saw a soul food with the um, Sunday school people from church, which, made, which is hilarious. But shout uh, out, yes, okay, that's on Prime. Yes, yeah, on Prime. That's good. Shout out to Netflix popping, throwing things back on there. Yeah, Love Jones. Is on love there. Jones. Y'all niggas love that slow ass movie. The Enjoy. best man. The I best do love man. Love Jones. I am when I was talking. The last couple times I've been talking about vinyl, everyone asking me one thing I want. I love, I want the soundtrack to Love Jones. Hello, morning. morning. Yes. Justin Cheater. Yes. Um, I want that soundtrack on vinyl so bad. But the best man is up there last month. What did I say was on there last month yesterday when we was in the car? Deliverance from Eva. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yo, Deliverance for Eva cracks me up. The whole movie, the plot is crazy. Um... Gabrielle Union and Cool J are great together in that movie. It's just one of my favorite black films um, to watch. Some nostalgia. Mm-hmm. What's the one that was on there a couple, maybe the month before last? That dog on two can play that game. Ooh, 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 Karen, I want you to. Okay. We watched that so many times. So many times. Gabrielle Union also in there being trifling. And two can play that game with Vivica Fox. 
Mm-hmm. And Vivica Fox friends with Monique. Oh, you know what I forgot? Shout out to Monique. Shout out to Monique. Thank. Okay, that's gonna be a good transition. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna go to Monique and her bonnet chronicles. We put that happened two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We supposed to talk about the stuff with the bonnet. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why y'all mad with niggas that wear bonnets. Like, I why just the fuck y'all don't can? understand why it has become a big topic the way it is. And and I I know where Monique. I'm not agreeing with her, but I know where she comes from because I also remember when I was a kid. Y'all old. And my grandmother would be like. You going to the corner store yes, like that? And I'm like, yes, yeah. I, I would have like pajama pants on walking around the corner. Yes, and she'd be like, you going to the house like that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she'd be like, no. But like, who cares? Who cares? Who's looking at you? Because here's the thing about, I am so tired because nobody does this. It only happens to black women. Yeah. Because y'all still it's ain't like, shamed these niggas for sagging these pants below they fucking it's like under their cheeks. Everyone has like this definition of looking presentable. I present these nights. Are you paying my bills? And it's like... Who said, like, who set that standard? I think it doesn't save you from any. If I walk outside in sweatpants versus they're like, going to shoot me regardless. That's the you. best part. They're going to shoot my, they're going to shoot my black ass. Do you think that you think racist ass save, cops are going to be like, mm, it don't save you. That's from a anything. good, that's a good black person because she don't got a bonnet on her fucking hair. They don't care. It's mm-hmm. like y'all it's it's again, white supreme, white supremacist culture. And we using it on each other. Like why the fuck I wear a bonnet, whatever the fuck I want to wear a bonnet to. Why does it matter? Why does it, it's it's, a, it's something on my hair. That it is. You gonna, if, if I got, if my hair is natural, it makes people unfucking comfortable, Ooh, right? Child, if yes. I'm wearing a weave, then people got something to say about it. If I'm wearing a bonnet, somebody got something to say about it. If I shave my shit off, somebody got something to say about it. Like, mind your fucking business. Is it on, I, literally mind your fucking business. Because I started seeing stuff where people are like, just like the audacity of people saying things about people on Facebook when they getting dressed up and commenting like, oh, that's how you're supposed to dress. That look classic. Like, shut, shut up. Your, shut your hating shut ass up. up. Like, shut your hating ass up. And just and it, it probably comes from people shaming them when they wore bonnets. And instead yes. of recognizing how hurtful that was to them and making it right for the people that come after them, they just go, y'all just present that hurt back on other people. Yeah. Mind but, your fucking business. I wear my bonnet if I want Yeah, I think she, Monique was specifically talking about, she's in the airport. Um, And I was just like, my grandmother told me this story. How about like when, you know, flying and stuff became popular, how you had to dress a certain way to order to fly. Some flights still do have, um, yeah. Dress codes, because remember somebody got kicked off a plane. There was a big thing a couple of years ago where somebody was in first class and they yes. got because they had holes in their jeans because there is a there is a dress code. Yeah. Yes, and how like back in the day, you had to dress a certain way, like almost in business attire, basically to fly. Because um, it was e- for rich people. It, it was for rich people, and that even like in the I guess the civil rights times, like black people also felt like they always had to look presentable, right. I, like for obvious reasons. Things sure. are still happening on now, but, but it, like still shooting us it, in a it suit or a do rag. It doesn't right. matter. That was about to say, like, really, honestly, just show up who, how you want to show up. It yeah. really don't matter. It doesn't. matter. I mean, it's the same thing how I feel about in schools when they police girls. Yeah, and I've like I've been a witness to it, and it gets on my nerves about just even a girl not even like a bonnet like a head wrap or a scarf and it's like you saying something to her for what i don't understand because sometimes i come to work and my hair is wrapped and what like it doesn't who are you to decide whether something looks professional or not and like who is definition and children yeah and it's like what's the definition like honestly i'm personally tired of dressing professionals i'm over it like and because i've spent a year in the school i didn't have to Mm -hmm. i truly believe it's not necessary i don't i never understood why they made and and i will say this when i was at people's prep 
that was like the most lenient dress code I had because who the fuck wants to be in nice professional clothes to stand up on your feet eight hours a day or to deal like schools you encounter mess on so many things it's not like I work at a corporate office where like I don't have to worry about I in no way have to worry about somebody's nose bleeding somebody throwing up somebody pissing Mm. on themselves and messing your suit up right you don't if you work at wherever you don't that's not a school you don't have to worry about that but in a school anything could pop off and I'm also like, no matter what I have on, it doesn't dictate. I can still do my job. I can do my I job. I can do my job in sweatpants. I can do my job in drawers. You know how? Because yeah. I've been doing I've it been for doing years. <laughs> for years. I don't need a bra. I don't, I don't need, need a, a job. I don't, to do my goddamn job. I don't need a, a hair wrap on. And I it, sat home for a year and didn't have to put a bra on and still did my job. And, di- and, uh, and well and efficiently. And nobody yes. cared. And it's like, the thing I don't get is like, mm-hmm. y'all are so like, let kids be kids and have feelings like suppose I wake up on Monday and I don't feel pretty, right? I don't, or I don't feel good about my, mm-hmm. not even pretty. I don't feel good about myself yeah. and me and showing my hair because maybe I attempted something on my hair that didn't work out well. And because we don't have the standard European beauty hair, it's like if you fuck up your hair and you don't know how to do hair, you might have to wait until your hair lady is available mm-hmm. or you might have to wait until you have some money to get your hair done and if a bonnet is going to help me get out the door and go to school why the fuck do you care right if that makes me if that's my security fucking blanket mm-hmm. people can have emotional support dogs ain't nobody looking at that shit crazy if my bonnet is is helping me to be fine and okay with myself to walk out the door to do what the fuck i got to do why do you care yeah People just always have something to say. I just thought, but I feel like this this is like the second or third time I've seen this conversation. This ain't the first time people no, been talking people, about No, people, I'm it. like, I'm not, I'm talking about always, bonnets. It's always about black, something black. It's, it's always, always black, black women. women. It's always black women. Also, speaking of black women and girls, did you see the New York Times um, article about the, I think it's in Mississippi, um, the two girls that were uh, valedictorian, salutatorian. Uh, and that hating ass school. And the parents demanded a recount. I don't understand. I can't. That's terrible. It's like we can't have nothing. nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. so aggravating. We can't. Have, never mind. Damn. That reminded me of something that I had. Oh, I, Jamel Hill. Did I text show that or that article that Jamel Hill wrote? So everybody knows um, Simone Biles, right? The GOAT. The GOAT gymnast. She did some special flip or move that like nobody, that only a, a, somebody else has done it. It was a man. He did it uh-huh. like a while ago. Um, and Jamel Hill, people were like, and not everybody, the small amount of haters. She, when she, uh, was performing, I guess performing or about to do her routine, mm-hmm. she had on her outfit and I, forgive me, I don't know what they gymnast calls that, their uniform maybe. Mm-hmm. She had like a bejazzled, um, image of a goat and mm. people were saying like, oh, she's cocky. And I was like, first of all, this is hurting me on two levels. Cause if she was a fucking man. Y'all, y'all are always ready to give man yep. goat of anything, right? Mm-hmm. Always goat, right? Anytime you talk about greatest athlete and everything, people always want to talk about it's a man first. Right. People are like, and Jamel Hill was like, fucking Simone Biles or Serena Williams, like mm-hmm. all these other, Naomi, all these people, women that could be Cynthia Cooper, shit, right? Right, right. All these women could be goats, but you always talk about men. But she was saying is like, as a black person, Every time you are good at something and you beat the impossible odds that yes. are already that are given to you mm-hmm. from birth, and then the impossible odds of just being a a, a premier world class athlete, like that's hard for anybody, race or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get through the shit of you being a black person or a black woman. It's always something. 
Do you know that because Simone Biles did that impossible, like damn near unheard of impossible move, the judges purposely gave her lower marks because they didn't, didn't want they didn't want other people attempting to beat it or do it out of fear that they would hurt themselves. So it's like this woman just did something that is like damn near impossible in the gym that in the gymnast world. Mm-hmm. And instead of just being like motherfucking goat 10 can 11 they could have gave her higher number they were like you know what let's just score her lower to discourage people from doing it or even to discourage her from doing it again because and she could do probably the best move ever and probably still lose a competition because the judges are some motherfucking haters and then she brought up some other <clears throat> she brought up some other points is like which i didn't know is that when the nba first started the free they had to widen the free throw, the the paint, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because Wilt Chamberlain was so dominant. Mm. They literally widened the paint because they banned dunking in the NCAA because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was killing people. It was banned for like 10 years. And it's just like, black people can't have shit. We can't have nothing. It is <laughs> we cannot very, have shit. And like sometimes when I'm like wondering why people walking up, like you think – or just interacting with others, and it's just like, why? Not that we mad, but, but you, just, why we but always got, what we like to bring got it up? To, always got to bring it up, or like we always have to be in conversations, like, because we can't have nothing. We literally can't have nothing. A sport, right? Y'all already, th- okay, so fine. Y'all already thought we were intellectually inferior to y'all, right? So black people was like, okay, how are we going to get college degrees, right? How are we going to get college degrees? Yeah, they expensive. Uh-huh. Let me play a motherfucking sport. Okay, we going to yeah. play a sport, right? <laughs> yeah. I dominated the motherfucking sport, <laughs> and y'all got to wide in the lane. Or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was like, you know what? These white boys can shoot. I'm about to duck on them because I told them, they like, you know what? This nigga, he's too damn good. So we're just going to make it wide. So we're going to make it wide. It's like build build a 50-foot wall. Now we got to build a 51-foot ladder. It's so, it's just so, it's so annoying and it's so, it's so troubling. It's like, man, just like you can't have people live, which is also a good segue to, to high off the hog. Yes. No. Right. Yes, high, high off on, the hog. High on the hog. High on the hog. High on the hog. Which I saw everybody talking about it for like the past two weeks, mm-hmm. um, but didn't have time to watch it. And then I was like, you know what? Let me watch some high off the hog and i loved it i wish i wish that it was longer it was what four episodes four episodes the host and i don't know if this is who he is as a as his personality or he does this because he's like a food critic and it's like an art to him but i was so annoyed at how he ate food uh he was just he was um awkward he was super he was super and i was like i don't know if it's because he's awkward or like is there a science to how you really you right. taste food to mm-hmm. to review? I it. really enjoyed it. The first episode, the conversation about yams and the sweet yams. potatoes and sweet potatoes was great. Me and my mother was talking about yeah, this, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "That's not the first time I've like heard people talk about that." Mm. Um, but now we know. Y'all niggas are eating sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all are eating sweet potatoes, potatoes at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Don't call them yams. Yeah, they are definitely sweet potatoes. Y'all are eating sweet potatoes at Thanksgiving. Um, we learned a lot. Mac and cheese, the mac and cheese oh, background. The mac and cheese. My, me and my mom are gonna try mac and cheese like that. Okay. We're going to try to make it like that. Yes. The mac and cheese background. Mac and cheese pie. Macaroni pie is what he calls it. Macaroni pie. Macaroni pie. Uh, it's fuck Thomas Jefferson forever and ever. Because, like, everything. He, like, he always, just, he always he just caught keeps getting worried. It's yes. like, <laughs> yes. this nigga sent. Yo, the fact that he sent. It's, uh, just, oh, send the, um send them back because of the time about them being. They was going to be free. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sent them back. I forgot. We're back down south. Yep. Yeah, it's just white white people are trash. White people are trash, and it's like every time, if I even get in a place to hear it, which I never am. White people are like, "Why do y'all always bring a race?" Because it's like 
y'all always brought up fucking race. Mm-hmm. The original Literally. people that's telling people not to bring up race, y'all literally brought up fucking race. Y'all bring it up every fucking time. And mm-hmm. watching High Off the Hog and watching um, Underground Railroad, I'm just like, white people are, y'all, sh- I don't understand why y'all don't want to learn about slavery. Like, why? <laughs> slavery is American history. It period. is. Period. Because there's no America without slavery. Like, them black people in South Carolina literally saved the fucking South because they learned how to crop rice. Because them white people could not fucking do it. Okra. Okra, The story yes. behind okra. okra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they carry okra. And then also they talked about okra in Underground Railroad. Because yeah. one of the ladies that ran away, one of the things, like, if you could take things with it, she took okra seeds. Yes. Because okra seed can grow anywhere, all weather, all year round. It will yeah. come the fuck back. Black people. Mm-hmm. Black fucking people. The fact yeah. that they used to give oxtail, the story about oxtail mm-hmm. blew my mind. Because oxtail is, is it costs you three children, two houses, yeah, a student loan so payment expensive. to get some fucking oxtail. <laughs> yeah. And that used to be the piece of the meat that slave owners did not like and they just gave it to us. And now oxtail is fucking $85 million a pound. And it's a, and everybody loves, it's a, it's a special meal. I love me some oxtail. Who doesn't love oxtail? Or even like, I, I never had chitlins. I'm not going to oh, eat chitlins. I never eat they chitlins. stink, but yeah. I will never disrespect chitlins. I just like, I don't, I don't have I, yeah, to, I we can't. don't have to eat like that no more. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I will never disrespect chitlins because like, we are alive because like, I am here because, because our ancestors ate chitlins because that's what they lived on. Yeah. So I'm not going to disrespect it mm-hmm. and act like it's too good. I never me. had it either. I just don't want it because I know what it is. Same yeah. thing like the, the cowboy stew. And I was like. He said they were like it's it's liter- cowboy head stew, yeah. which is literally everything off the head. He was like eyeballs. He was like it's the whole head, mm. and it sounds. And I'm like, why would they? Or eat even this? when they were in Staten Island talking about the oysters. Yeah, and I was like, who blew knew? blew my mind. I was like, every black person need to be eating oysters because I and you know ate them I up, like, oh, love, you know we love an oyster. You I know we love, fuck an oyster. Up. I started eating oysters like really when I think when I went to New Orleans for the first time. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend Tasha, it's a great she, place to have and it. every time her and I go out to eat, we went out to eat a couple weeks ago, and she was. Like, yo, every time we get, we had like two dozens mm-hmm. that we got, but she always credited to me because she wouldn't have tried it. And I was like, mm-hmm. let's try. My mother put me on I oysters. Had Kimberly, I tried, Kimberly tried oysters on my birthday. And I was just like, knowing now that like that was also our thing, because I felt like, I think the pe- white people would just eat it. Yes. I like, got yeah. introduced to oysters from my, my old white boss. Yes. Just, t- just introduced me to oysters. Yeah. And I thought it was like, I think. With seafood, like growing up, like in seafood was just like something like not that we couldn't afford. It was just it like, was like it wasn't kind, it was a special thing yeah. to get oysters. Yeah, and like it's just like oh, we was out here slaying, shucking, shucking oysters. The, and yeah. couldn't nobody else get. We was, Again, watch high and hard. It, watch high and hard. It makes y'all. you proud to be black from a different experience because, again, because I think get, we always talk. People always talk about like America, like we we'll feel like African American, or like we don't have like a food. That all this shit is ours. It's all ours. All this is ours. Or people be like, "Well, I can't pinpoint like American cuisine or like African American food." Like macaroni was, and cheese. It's on, and it's macaroni yeah. and cheese is on every fucking menu. It's yeah. a kids' meal item. It's mm-hmm. a kid like macaroni and cheese is on everybody's menu. It's yeah. so wild. Okra, like okra corn and tomato. It just gave it's, another. It's so def- it just gave another powerful like definition and history behind our food, where I think people hadn't really thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just the history. It's the history because we are great. We are a great. Resi- people that's why i will always 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 be proud of being black 
I will like I'm never going. I have never been ashamed of my blackness. Yeah. Because if you knew our story, and, and we don't even have the complete story because we were robbed of like written history of it, mm-hmm. but all that stuff has traveled from generation to generation to generation. It's like they trick they did with the. <laughs> How do you taste Tesha's soup? Right. So even, so we were talking about that yesterday and just also a big part of like our history is storytelling, right? Yes. And like even storytelling came in food. Yep. And just like things got passed down. We were talking about yesterday in the car, how Mm -hmm. even someone, or like our friends from college, right? Someone could have grown up in like, in California mm-hmm. or down south, mm-hmm. but know the same exact thing or it was told the same story because mm-hmm. our people kept tradition alive by storytelling. By story your telling. grandmother told your mother, your mother told you, mm-hmm. and like even we can grow up on separate parts of the country. But we got the same something or something. We got the that same we know. some things that we all know in common because of the way stories and how things were passed down mm-hmm. through food or mm-hmm. other, other traditions. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like that that is a part of our storytelling is a part of our culture. Yep. And it shows up in different ways. It shows up in food. It shows up in music. Mm-hmm. Fashion. Uh, fashion. Language. Yeah. It's just sports. That's how how we keep things alive and yeah. I think food is a, a great example and I think about how like my mom you know, even cooks it like a lot of time my mother be like a recipe but that's what I'm saying ain't no recipe like how do you mommy how do you, can you write even this down? when we went Shayla Shayla no, would be like and, cook, and I'm like I just know for my mother just telling me and the joke is like you sprinkle into the air yeah. and say <laughs> yes. that's enough <laughs> And it's wild, right? Because you don't but really you, know. You, you just don't. be like, Shayla be like, and well, how much like, this? Stop. And I be like, I don't know. I just know. Yeah, my mom never. Or and taste, I think about learning how to cook. Ta- and yeah. you taste it. My mom yeah. never sat down. Even when, I think like the one of the earliest things I remember like making with my mom is like scrambled eggs, right? Mm-hmm. My mom, and I'm going through, my, my only number I had was like two eggs. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, was like yeah. what I knew I needed. Mm-hmm. Two eggs, but like even how you crack it mm-hmm. to how you stir Rabbit, it to how yeah. much cheese you put in it. It was just like, my mom was like, is that a, does it look like enough to you? <laughs> taste it. <laughs> taste and it. Then you cook it. But like, yeah. There's unless it's like baking, because that's a science. That's yeah, a science. But yeah. regular food, my, I just be like, mm-hmm. Pep asked me to give her my pot roast recipe in the instructions. I wanted to be like, nigga, what? You better come and watch. <laughs> yeah. And you just literally just like, that's enough. You eyeball. You take yeah. the spoon out. You do this. You go. Yeah. Take. And yeah. that's like taste this. And that's how my mother is. Like, taste this. What it need? Like, mm, it need. A little salt. salt. Oh, okay. Some salt. <laughs> she was, and then, like, I put salt pepper. in it. Like, being a little pepper. Like, it's something you garlic. Yeah, yeah, like, add the garlic. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's why I'm just, like, you, you just got to be proud of being black. Like, I, yeah. I don't want anybody to feel ashamed of being black. Because, like, mm. we are resilient people. Because think about, white people are trash. Like, as a people, as a culture, they have historically been trash. Like, mm-hmm. to Native Americans, <laughs> to oh, Asians, yeah. they, to story. black people, they now, they have historically mm-hmm. been trash. And they had white people have wiped out some groups like mm-hmm. Native Americans, but black people are still here, mm-hmm. and they just still y'all bad. did not wipe us out, and like and we I don't still think people literally get that. are daily like fighting these systems where every day you just be like, oh, this is some white, this is some, this shit. is like I've been and oppressed the embed- whole time, and didn't even know it. Yes, and it's embedded in so much and like basic everyday things that we don't even think about sometimes and you got to sit back and be like oh i stopped holding doors for white people first oh because i was just like why is it because i I noticed it because and this is something like i don't no one ever told me to hold doors for white people over black people but like it's so weird like you know if i'm going into a shop or something and i see like people coming in i'll just like grab the door and just wait Mm -hmm. for them to come in i'm like i'm not a fucking slave 
Mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking slave because <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like that's like been indoctrinated in me because like and just watching people like oh let me get the door for the white per- white people going first and I go mm-hmm. second like, fuck them I'm not it's just like it's just something it's I just a lot I think like, that's why I get really exhausted by DEI stuff. Um, I get really because the PD can't fix it. It's just really giant. And what I've been saying to people, and even like you know my white coworkers, like mm-hmm. it's in the work. Mm-hmm. Like people really have to do the work mm-hmm. themselves before their job. Like you have to do the inner mm-hmm. work and decide how you gonna show up. I guess be an ally, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really personal work. Yeah, it, like, it's we very can give, personal work. You can read all the books. We can read them together and mm-hmm. have conversations. At the end of the day, if it's not something you truly believe or that you really going to jump into mm-hmm. and fight for, the conversations is pointless. Pointless. It's po- it, 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 doesn't matter. it is personal work, right? Because not everybody, right, not everyone is, we have allies and stuff, yeah, and like yeah. people that we love, but like you really, you know when somebody has done the work. You know yeah. when you're talking to somebody and you like, oh, you my peoples. Yeah. Like, I like you understand. You. I fuck with you. But mm-hmm. that's not everybody. And you can't, you really have to like watch people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I'm just like, oh yeah, you ain't did the work. Like yeah, you ain't yeah, ready for you this. Ready. Like this you scratching it, but yeah, you, you and, like you, you just having this conversation it. responding for this meeting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, yeah. I get it. Cause you, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. That's what, that's what, I, that's what the fuck you doing. Yeah. Cause you got, you know, you got bills to pay. So like you're going to participate, but all the books in the world is in the work. If you ain't doing the work, then that's, that's that's that you if you ain't do the work oh did we shout out um what's the dj who gave us a shout out on his instagram because we shouted him out the thespians the black people actors oh daryl yes daryl um yes. yeah uh well he he quoted you i think you said every hood needs uh every hood needs a theater or something yeah, like that. yeah yeah every so theater, the first he just dropped i think the first show is july 17th um, but um it's daryl stewart productions um mm-hmm, hosted mm-hmm. he's uh doing brick city theater in brick city or brick city I, well, I can't think today what the heck the name of it is but um it's going to be with the Newark museum i think the first show is july 17th um but it's a lot of things happening in Newark for the summer it is a lot of things and we outside we are outside next time we're going to record i want to talk about the businesses on halsey street mm-hmm. but we can do that next time, next we record. time we record. yeah i'm going to go visit boss blend before we boss Blend and brown Mills Company is a clothing store. I'm going to go visit them before we record the next time. Okay, that works. Um, we are running on time, but last thing. Uh, shout out to Naomi Okinsaka. Is that how you pronounce her last mm-hmm. name? Um, for being basically like, my mental health comes first and y'all can suck my dick. Yes. And people, not people, some people were upset Many people about were. it. The people that mattered weren't upset about it, but people I were I mean, the upset. tennis association is trash. Yeah, the tennis, we saw that what they did to Serena. Yes. We saw that when that so, shit they did with Serena. So the thing is, you know, I was at the game that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was at, I remember watching it and it was like, did, I remember when she like threw the racket down and, and like got upset with that whole thing. And I, and the crowd react, it was just a lot happening that day. Mm-hmm. And just like, shout out to Naomi. And she was just like, I'm not dealing with this stuff. And I think people forget like athletes have feelings. Athletes have feelings. And it's just. It was just a lot. People was not with it. Shout out to Venus also. Yeah, because Venus backed her up. Venus. Ooh, Venus. Just Venus said. <laughs> Venus said. I know can't nobody do it better than me. And that's on period, poo. I said. T- because you know what? It, 
fuck being humble, right? Yeah. Fuck being humble for black women. Because men, I think black men in sports don't have to be humble, right? They mm-hmm. don't necessarily, they try, but they're just like, you yeah. know, I'm the great, I'm, I'm, my, I'm not at least to tell people I'm the greatest yeah. that fucking do it. But like, black women, we always have to be pacified. So Venus said, I ha- I've had enough. Who is better than me? Nobody. I'll wait. And... The fact that, like, j- just seeing people, and, you know, I'll be on Twitter, reading the comments, because there, so, there were so many more comments of people, like, supporting her, but reading the comments, mm-hmm. like, people were, people were saying some terrible things, like, oh, imagine getting paid millions of dollars and then talking about and being depressed. Mm-hmm. Depression has nothing to do with how much money you make. No, nah, it don't save <laughs> you. It doesn't. Money, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because clearly, Naomi got mm-hmm. more money than more money than more money, and if this says she's depressed and it causes her anxiety, then it, so be it. But yeah. I think people think, they are athletes, yes, but they still are human. And I think people think they sit too much in the entertainment factor, which also like I you I don't like, but it's not like they'll I don't like it because it also just gives me bad slavery vibes. Mm-hmm. It's like a black woman, how dare how dare this black woman or this black person get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars and go and say or, or go and say like black lives matter. I don't right. pay you to be political I don't enjoy you because you're political. I enjoy you because you're a thing. Yes. That provides a source of entertainment, and you are not entertaining me in the way that I want to be entertained. So therefore, I gotta blackball you. And they did this, and not blackball, but therefore, mm-hmm. I got something to say. I gotta be upset about it. It's like sh- if she spazzed out and shot a bunch of people and ran somebody over, mm-hmm. then she'll be a terrible person. All she had to do was ask for help. And sis literally said, "I do not want to do interviews anymore. I don't like having to do interviews." And the fact that they even get fined for that is absurd. It's why I didn't even know they did it. And I didn't even know they did it. But this is the thing. And they, uh, people, I think somebody said something to me. Like, y'all are mad because y'all imposed the rule on Naomi and she to fine her. And she took the fine. And yeah, was like, because they saying mo- most players can't afford the fine. So they end up just doing ha- doing what they, you know, think they need to do. And she so said, get the fine. Like, I got money. Naomi said, it's okay. I, I got, got money. And shout out to, what is it, the com. Oh, yeah, they pay her. They, they pay, say they pay any fines. athletes that decide that, you know, for this reason, they're going to pay their fines. And yeah. I was like, shout out to y'all. Because now that I think about it, I was like, athletes get paid a lot of money. I get it. But mm-hmm. they, if they don't want to be interviewed after a game, for good or for bad, like, I can, as a person that has played sports and a person that mm-hmm. coaches, when you lose a game, the last nobody. thing you want to do, because it's your, because people, it's, yes, you're being entertained, but it's their job. And I'm going to assume that most people care about how they do in their job. And if you lose a game, technically you didn't do well at your job. job. (laughs) Somebody Mm -hmm. didn't do well at their job. So think about it. When you fuck up a presentation Mm -hmm. or a report, how would you feel if you had cameras in your face talking about, so I saw on the fourth slide, Mm -hmm. you had 17 spelling errors and your error went the wrong way. What do Mm -hmm. you want to say about that? You be pissed. Yeah. Or even when you are happy, if I'm happy and something happy it happened to me, that don't mean I want to go talk to a reporter about it. Maybe I want to yeah. chill with my teammates. Maybe I want to talk to my significant other. Maybe I want to call my mom or my father. I, the fact that the press thinks they are op, like you have to do them is like, mm-hmm. wow. It's like find another way. Or no, interview the athletes on their own time. Yes. And they, that means they probably won't get no interviews. They probably won't. I hope that, I hope that now, like Naomi and them come out and be like, I'm only talking to black people. Oof. Shout out to I'm me. only talking to black people. So either y'all, these big networks can hire more black people or I'll just be talking to the black-owned outlets. <laughs> okay. And that's how you use your power. As she should. As she should. We, one more thing. How's your heart? You didn't ask me. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you that. Before we do that, it's uh, Broadway and the Bricks. Broadway and the Bricks. That's what it is. Okay. Yes. Um. Yes, I was That was. I was thinking, I was like, we didn't ask, how's my heart today? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know. How's my heart? 
I guess it feels relieved because I'm on summer break. <laughs> I feel released. Re- released. You feel rested? You gonna get your rest? Um. Yeah. Shout out to you. Do you follow the Nat Ministry? I follow it because you follow it now. Oh yes, I funny. love the Nat Ministry. And somebody tag next week when we talk. There's gonna be a day for Black women rest. It's in August. Mm-hmm, I'm coming. Um. Subscribe. And people just like supposed to just call out of work. Yeah, what's the tell me, sis? Tell me, sisters. We'll talk about it next time. I forgot the. I think it's in. Oh, I think it's like within the first two weeks of August. But I love the Nat Ministry because it just prioritizes people. Like rest is not earned. Like it's not people will feel you deserve. Like it's something you should get. Yes, and like even animals get rest. Yes, and like we have had a culture where you feel like people feel like you have to like earn your rest or like overwork yourself or get burned out or to get rest. That's nonsense. I'm like, tired. I'm resting. I need my rest. I don't really care about anything else these days. Slavery. And it's like I just want to take. I need a break in between. But no, my heart feels relieved that I'm on summer break, mm-hmm. um, and that I can just truly take a break from work because it was a very long school year that I. Some days I didn't think I was going to make it. But yet, nevertheless, but she persisted. But never would have made it. Nevertheless, she persisted. Yes. But how's your heart? My heart is, you know, my heart had a heavy week last week. Mm. And one of the things that I learned is to, what did I learn? To always trust your gut. Mm. So my heart is trusting its gut and trying to do that. As you should. As you should. Um, shall we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, did we get through the whole list? I think we got through, yeah, because some of the stuff kind of got outdated by where the last oh, yeah, time. uh, by time. Oh, Juneteenth is this weekend. Oh, happy Juneteenth, niggas. Yes, yes. Juneteenth. How could I forget? Juneteenth was Juneteenth. started in Galveston, Texas. Yes, people are, are. I'm here for the Juneteenth event. I want my mattress sales, like I said. Remember, I said I want the, I want the sales that uh, Memorial Day and Fourth of July get for these. They better bust out these you fucking did Juneteenth that sales. People, um, are off work, and I guess I people got my have, day, is your off day Friday or Monday? My off day is Friday. Um, shout out to uh, the folks that run the Juneteenth celebration at Liberty State Park. Mm-hmm. It is pretty much sold out. They have been given, like, they got people coming from, I've been watching the stories. Um, that's too many people for me, so mm-hmm. I definitely, I wouldn't be going there, but shout Ooh, out, I'm happy y'all did I'm that. I'm really happy they have parking pass. They have been telling folks you cannot park at the park. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you have to park. And so it feels like it's been organized, but they have people coming from all over. That's beautiful. For Juneteenth. And, like, last year when they did it, I seen, and I seen people that I know that went to it. They was, like, you know, dancing mm-hmm. and all the other stuff. It is time. Um, what was I listening to? I told you the podcast that was talking about the uh, the summer anthem. Oh, before I let go, you know, that always brings Mm -hmm. folks. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing about Mm -hmm. that song is that it wasn't a hit when it first came Mm -hmm. out. And it's a song about breaking up. Yeah. And it brings brings niggas together. together. The funny thing about that song, when you really listen to the lyrics, is not how we use it. But it just whatever. It just brings us together. And we love to do the electric slide. We love it. We love love the electric slide. slide. Sometimes when I'm doing it, it's hard for me to do it to the regular song. Because I just. Oh, yeah. I like it to the I like to. But I just went before I let go on. I don't know why we just that has became the other electric slide what, anthem i love black people so love much because people. we never ha- we always know which direction to go in the electric slide that and doom 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 from the best man oh yeah candy yeah, candy yeah we that's always know which direction to go in the, like like this is our ancestors told us whoever was like this is the, we everybody we start off this way i don't even it's just you always know which way to start off with the electric slide. yeah all it takes is one person they, somebody two started two, and, and, two steps and, and to the right we just like okay all right are we going that way and then yep. you jump in you <laughs> And then you, it's like jumping rope. It's like, how we doing it? Yes. Okay, got it. Got it. Jump and then in. everybody pick it. I hope, you, I hope we have a fabulous Juneteenth. Yeah. I hope it's yeah. fun. I hope it's like, 
the bleedy, 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 blackest things. I hope everybody stays safe. I hope nobody acts a fool, but I hope we like, I am so happy to see so many more black people understanding what Juneteenth is. Yeah. White people understanding what Juneteenth is. Everybody else understand what Juneteenth is. Like go all out. Have a black ass time. I hope y'all do the black. Eat the blackest foods. Eat the stuff from high off the hog. Like <laughs> eat your okra. Yes. Eat your cowboy stew. Eat your oxtails. Don't eat regular white people shit. Don't and be people eating them been hamburgers, hot dogs. Juneteenth. I feel like since last month because like soon as May rolled in, all I I saw all the updated Juneteenth shirts dropping like from black markets. You know vintage. I got mine. You know I got my um, Juneteenth shirt. From because of them we can. I just I just people just get been getting prepared yep yep and i love it yep so like this is this is our time, this is our time. i want people Show just out. to Be enjoy fly. i can't have wait to see people's posts and social media on juneteenth just have a, blackity, blackity have a blackity black time. time yeah i know somebody said they were having a juneteenth dinner party so i was like oh it's like Ooh. levels of levels of fanciness some people doing a yeah. barbecue somebody doing dinner a party dinner party i know that sounds i'm gonna do a dinner party as juneteenth din- oh maybe you do a, du- a juneteenth dinner party with like a modern take on some of our old traditional meals Come on, black black people are creative. We are so people are really going in for people, Juneteenth. There are Juneteenth skating parties. I love it. I'm so book clubs like June. Y'all better show show these white people how to celebrate an Independence There's, Day. All right, hello, because there ain't gonna be no other. And they go. We got the show. I, I'm just so happy. Like I feel like this July is like the first no time we're celebrating Juneteenth. Like it's like collectively. I, last like, year I felt like that way too. Like oh, I had I a good wait. time last year on Juneteenth. Juneteenth fell on a Friday last oh, year. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so that was nice, but I just cannot wait to see everyone just to be in that space. Yeah, I can't and that wait. Joy, just the anticipation. Enjoy being black and free for a day, and for the rest of the year, and for the rest of the year. But in like really living it. I hope you take while you celebrate. Please, if you don't know, take some time to understand Juneteenth. Take some time yes. to teach other people about teach Juneteenth. Teach the babies. Pay some homage to the ancestors in whichever way it means mm-hmm. to you. That means you dancing to before I let go. That means you cooking something, storytelling taking pictures, tell stories, write things down. Mm-hmm. So our heritage and our culture can continue to be as supreme it is. Live on. Live on. And on that note, you can follow us on Instagram at the stop is CNH and email us at the stop is central Halsey. If you have any questions, comments or concerns, um, we, our summer schedule is going to be a little bit different. Um, well, our episodes are still going to drop I, oh, on Wednesdays. Episodes will still drop on Wednesdays. Cause we're recording on a Monday. Yeah, Cause we're going to record on Mondays. Aaliyah and I are busy. Yeah. We're busy. We're traveling. We're seeing the world, yes. but we're going to try to, we have our June calendar. We together. have our June calendar. Together. We haven't done July yet, no, but, but we got one month at a time. Yes. Um, and we will see y'all next two weeks, two weeks. Bye. Bye.